Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller today. And the draft lottery is set. And you can be set too if you get yourself a Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. It'll get you $10 off your first box of Built Bar. You already know we love Built Bars. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors and if you can't have nuts no problem they have eight chocolate nut free flavors but all bars are covered 100 in chocolates high in protein low in sugar and calories get yourself one go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on that's ten dollars on us use promo code locked on as i mentioned the draft lottery set we're going to get into that and slow down the draft rankings even further noel gunler 19th on the Sen Central Draft Rankings, we'll get into what makes him such a special player. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, May 27th, and Pilsy, do you understand the draft lottery? I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's taken three, four, five times reading it over, reading, watching videos, listening to podcasts, like, it's a little crazy, but once you kind of condense everything down, it makes a lot of sense, it's, it's pretty much the original draft lottery setup, just with different phases, depending on how this new 24 team uh, format ends up playing out. To use famous words from Steve Carell in the office, can you talk to me like I'm five for a second and explain that to me? Yeah, well, basically, so they know the seven teams that are not going to be playing, right? you got your Red Wings, Senators, uh, San Jose Sharks, but uh, for all intents purposes, the Senators pick again. Thank you. Kings, Ducks, Devils, and Sabres. So they're not playing. They're out. Their season's done. Then you've got teams A through H, which will be the teams that do not end up going further in this format. Essentially, the non-playoff teams, you can call them. And then they're going to be re-entered into the lottery system. But the way the phases work, which is your question, was they do the draft lottery as they usually do. And if picks number one two and three end up being one of those seven teams that haven't made it, then that's fine. Everything's good. The draft lottery is set and it doesn't matter what teams don't make the playoff or the, you know, the extended version of the playoffs because they can just be slotted in after. But where this gets interesting and you got to start looking at a second phase is let's say one of those mystery teams does end up winning either the first, second or third pick. So then, it would be announced as Team G or Team H, like they exactly. would just pull an NHL logo out. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do presentation wise, and that's that's why it's kind of funny that they're doing the June twenty sixth uh, draft lottery. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, we are starving for it, and it's great news. But and it's nice that it's the day the draft was supposed to be, so we'll have some draft content on that day. Yeah, maybe we'll just drive to Montreal just for uh, just for giggles, and uh, we'll just hang out there while the draft lottery is being announced, just to make it feel real. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting if, like, what what happens if the first pick they draw? I'm assuming they're going to start with pick number three. Is one of those mystery teams? Do you just say, okay, well, that that's that, or do you keep going and 
maybe pick number two or one ends up being one of the seven teams that is already eliminated, then at least they know where they're picking. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, so, that's for sure. So those seven teams on June 26th, the Sens included twice, yes. will know where they're picking. Not necessarily, because what happens if all three lottery picks end up being a mystery team? Then they but don't then know it's where a they're picking. place hoarder, right? Because then Ottawa would be picking five and six, God forbid. Yeah, okay. So, yes, that is that is true. Yeah. But my my real question is, if a mystery team gets first overall, I'm assuming they're going to reseed it for the teams that are out. Whoever had the fewest points during the regular season of those teams um, would have like the the highest odds after the seven. I but don't know if how the Montreal is going to happen. Yeah. So if, if you're Montreal, why would you show up for this play-in series if you know that if you lose out because you had the fewest points of all the teams that made the playoffs, you would get first overall. Yeah, well, the Habs are pretty confident they can win the Cup, right? And, I mean, they have all the tools uh, needed. If you're a Habs fan, you you know you're going to the Cup, so that's fine. All right, cool. Well, the good news for the Sens fans, and I know everyone got a little carried away of how maybe the Sens should have even more uh, of a chance based on the way the season ended, but it's the same as it was before. And what you have to appreciate is the fact that the Los Angeles Kings went on a seven-game win streak to close out the season. They won 10 of their final 13, and only two regulation losses. Anaheim went 3-1-1 to also jump ahead of San Jose in the final five games, beating Ottawa on that road as well. New Jersey, they were right neck and neck with Ottawa for most of the season. They finished the year on an 11-5-5 run, including 6-2-2 to close out the season. Um, so you're looking at that, and then on the other side of it, San Jose won three of their final 12 games. So really, what happened, and then just to close out the thought um, from the stats I pulled up this morning, is since that Phillips game, remember the Sens won two games back-to-back. It just so happened to be the two games that when I was in Ottawa for. Um, since then, they won four of 11. So the team's Ottawa, basically the out-of-town scoreboard, hashtag tank watch, which is back. We're going to give the lottery simulator a spin to finish off the episodes. Stay tuned for that. But everything fell into place. For so long, it was third and sixth were like the, the best odds that we had. And going into the draft lottery now, Sense fans, you have the second and third best odds. Or if you want to put them culminatively, it's the best. So um, I don't think that you can complain if you're an Ottawa Senators fan. Things are looking pretty good. And I think the important thing, too, is... I mean, we were we were gushing. We like you couldn't have had any better odds, really, unless you were the Red Wings. With remember the old uh, proposed format they were going to do, where they were just going to draft for the first overall pick. Right. As Ottawa and Detroit fans, that was the best news ever. Like you can't get much better. But you know what? I'm actually happy they're going back to the original format because I think really what you're trying to do is make this as normal as possible. It, like it's it's a hard thing to do, but you don't want to have the lottery system totally change because really that's not fair for anyone because there's playoff teams, teams that made a push at the deadline that are like, if we would have known the odds would have been different, like the old proposed plan for just drafting a first overall, we would have totally had a different strategy going into trade deadline, right? So although it's unfortunate that the odds uh, are less likely for the Sens with the original format, it just makes the most sense for everyone. And 
it just adds a little intrigue too. You, you got teams that possibly might be eliminated way earlier than they thought. I mean, Maple Leafs, I can see the Blue Jackets going in there and uh, surprising them just like they did with the Lightning. So they could end up having a way better draft lottery odds than they thought just based on this because let's face it, the Leafs weren't going to get out of round two even if they advance. So it doesn't matter. So there's just so many interesting stuff here. And uh, Ross, did you look at the the proposed matchups? Like, do you already have some upsets ready in your mind? No, no upsets ready yet. I, I did see the, the Columbus-Toronto uh, one. And on the other side, I'm going to be super interested in watching um, Edmonton play Chicago. I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup on on the west side of things you know um if there's one guy maybe maybe two or three years ago you'd want it even more but i could see taves going in there and and really making it hard on mcdavid shift in and shift out i think he's probably one of the guys him and bergeron that you'd want on the other side of that matchup with uh mcdavid so yeah those are probably the two that i had my eye on uh, most but we haven't even mentioned the third sense pick so in a in a sense if the islanders who really struggled to finish off the season if they can't get out of that play-in then what we thought was 20th overall could be as high as as nine ten yeah and, and that's that just adds to how crazy this is like the like the variables that could happen with this new format is just wild so you know, it's tough that we've waited this long to hear this, but it seems like the NHL is doing their due diligence. And you know what? There's only so much you can do. So we're going to see how this goes. And hopefully chaos ensues and we get some wacky combinations and some crazy uh, draft lottery odds. Not in the center's favor unless it's picking, uh, obviously, higher, hopefully. Um, but at the end of the day, knowing you're going to pick at the worst five and six in one of the best drafts in a long time is unbelievable. So six is the absolute lowest the Sens can draft. Um, I'll ask you this question then. What would you rather pick, one and six or three and four? That's tough because obviously the the allure of Lafreniere and the number one pick is so hard to uh, hold off on, but then you start looking at positional needs and that's not the position you need. And then you have a little more flexibility with the second option. But I think I'm going, if you can get Lafreniere, you take him because there's still so much talent at number six. And then you've got that franchise guy that uh, can really change your NHL team almost immediately. So I'm, I'm taking Lafreniere any way possible. Yeah. I, I lean the same, especially with the depth in the top 10 we could even see a surprise in the top five that you wouldn't be expecting because after that, maybe three with, with Stutzel maybe separating himself into that uh, category as well. Although the more I read about Lucas Raymond, the more I'm, I'm excited about him. And uh, Corey Promden came out with his uh, draft rankings today, and he had him at four. Um, that's Lucas Raymond. Um, and he had Stutzel three, Byfield two, and, of course, Lafreniere at number one. So... Um, I mean, plenty of time to, to dissect, and that's why we've decided to slow down the Send Central draft rankings to one per week. But this way we can focus on one player. I think it's probably a, the way to go, seeing as the draft likely won't be until October now. Let's actually talk about that for a second, because with the potential that these kids could go back and start the season in their 
like the Swedish league or the DEL, how how could that affect their draft stock? If a guy starts the season hot, is that going to change anything? Honestly, I have no clue. But uh, just to play devil's advocate, Ross, what if that goes the other way? What if one of these kids, uh, let's say Stutzel or Raymond, real top draft pick, looking to uh, uh, impress scouts and maybe uh, bump each other up or down? What if one of them gets injured at the start of the uh, the DEL or Swedish Hockey League season? Does that affect their rankings? I don't know. And this is where it just gets crazy. Or do guys uh, that consider themselves top 10 picks decide to sit out and wait until the draft to play because they don't want to get injured? I don't know. Like, this is this is just crazy. And then you get, if they're under contract, what, what happens there? Like, the... The questions are just endless, and we're not going to know until we get closer to that period and until we know at least when the NHL is going to get back on the ice. Speaking of questions, I have one for you. What kind of Bilt Bar did you have today? Ross, we got some new Bilt Bar flavors uh, just for Memorial Day weekend. They're available in Canada, too, though. Did you see some of those flavors? They're, uh, they're pretty interesting. Tell me all of them. Yeah, these are really interesting. Just to mix it up a little, we got pineapple. Is it a heat check? Is it a heat check from Built Bar? Maybe. Yeah, they're checking. They're checking how many of their sixteen flavors uh, they may need to upgrade on. But you got pineapple upside down cake, which I love. So that'll be really interesting to see in a protein bar. Coconut pecan pie, also love it. Blueberry lemon, that's a nice combo. And the one I'm most excited about is the most simple one because I love these as sandwiches: peanut butter and banana. Nothing like a good peanut butter and banana sandwich. So Are that you is peanut butter banana problem. over peanut butter and jelly. Probably not over like peanut butter and jelly. That's the classic. That's the staple. But once in a while, mix it up. Throw some bananas in there. Yeah. Would you Would you ever do all three? Oh man, a menage a trois in that's... your PB and J. I think that's going to be the next special for Built Bar. We'll get that flavor going. You can go to BuiltBar.com and see all of the 16 amazing flavors that Built Bar has to offer. They're 100% covered in chocolate, soft, and easy to chew. If you're the health-conscious type, well, perfect. Look no further than the label, where you'll see, for example, on the peanut butter brownie, 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, and just 3 grams of sugar. That's could be yours, and for a limited time, if you use the promo code Locked On on BuiltBar.com, you'll get $10. That's right, $10 off your first box of Built Bar. Head to Send Central as well. Let us know what you think, which flavors you like. If you're having it after workout, maybe as an afternoon snack to get you that energy boost that you need to stay sharp. BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, $10 off your first box of Built Bar. Thanks to our friends at Built Bar. And Pilsy, let's continue with the Sense Central Draft Rankings. I should have teased it off the top, but I gave away the name. I'm sure it'll be in the title as well, so we're not hiding it. But it is Noel Gundler from Lulia in the Swedish Hockey League. One of the oldest guys in the draft, but probably one of the best shots as well. That You said it right there. Like That shot is just lethal. And it's interesting to see that a lot of scouts and uh, you know prospect reporters, you've got obviously the big two coming out of the, out of Sweden in Holtz and Raymond, but a lot of them say that it really should be considered the big three with Noel Gunler uh, included in that. And from what you see, his explosiveness and his talent, it's not that crazy. I don't I don't know if he could pass either of those, so maybe that's 
either of those guys and Raymond or Holtz. That's why they haven't kind of collectively said the big three, but he's definitely right there. Um, I was really excited watching his highlights. It's just he he has another gear. When he sees a loose puck or a defenseman fumbling the puck in between his skates or whatever, he just turns it on. And my favorite thing about him is just it's simple, simple game. Once he gets the puck and he heads to the net, get into the high danger zones and get that shot off. He's so confident in his wrist shot. And I mean, why wouldn't you when you can snipe like Gunnar can? Like even when he's on a breakaway, he hardly even deeks. He doesn't even really change his position or angling much. He just stares at the goalie, waits for the goalie to make some sort of move finds the hole and buries it. That's what I love to see from a sniper. So Noel Gundler, uh really gets me excited. He shoots from distance as well. Not afraid to to really just put pucks on net. He's confident in his shot. He's a right shot, but can play either wing. He's a big body at six foot two, already 175 pounds. And all the rankings are consistent. He's, he's going between 10 and 20, it seems. I mean, hockey prospect is the highest on him at, at 10. And elite prospects um, are the lowest on him at 19. McKean's hockey as well, so he's going to be right in that that range with the Islanders pick. And he, you could do worse, especially if they miss out. Not, I shouldn't say miss out. If they decide to go one defenseman and one forward with the first two picks, I think it's even more likely they would go for a guy like Gundler. But especially if they can't get Lucas Raymond or Alex Holtz. Like in terms of wingers, I don't. I don't know if there's many that that are going to be on this this list here uh, above above Noel Gundler. And I think it, it was really last season that put him so much on the map when he was playing in the um, in the Super Elite League, which is their Junior A, basically. 27 goals in 31 games. That's going to stand out anywhere. If you look in history of the league, it's the most goals per game by a guy in his draft minus one year. So as a 17 year old putting up those kind of numbers. Pretty impressive. We did mention, though, Pilsy, he is one of the oldest guys in the draft, so maybe a bit more um, of his development curve has already taken place. Yeah, and I mean, that's totally fair. Um, But, Ross, you were saying uh, most of the rankings are within 10 and 20, but the Pronman's report that we just talked about that came out recently, he's down at number 27. So... Maybe some other players have jumped him or he's slid down. I don't know what's caused him to uh, go down to 27, but that's really interesting because, like we just said, he seems like he's one of the top wingers available and right behind uh, Holtz and Raymond in uh, coming out of Sweden. But this is it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Gunler because I have a feeling that this is a guy who a lot of teams, they're going to have their eye on him. He's going to be on a lot of draft boards. But I don't think anyone's going to reach for him. I think people are going to see how far he can drop and then take a chance. Like, I think we might have a scenario where we're getting into the mid uh, of the first round and a team thinks a team ahead of them might draft him and they'll trade up to get him because they they want him at that point. They know that they don't want him to slide any further and they don't think he can. So if if he ends up falling all the way to the Islanders pick that the Senators hold... I would love for them to jump all over that because this is a guy with a high, high ceiling. Yeah, sticking with the athletic, you mentioned Pronman's. I'm going to go with uh, Wheeler. And to have him ranked 11th where Wheeler does, but then say he's one of the most polarizing players in the draft because a lot of people think he's too inconsistent and has the ability to kind of fade in and out of games, which isn't something you you want to see using a, uh, a high, high pick on. But when you have that kind of skill 
it's pretty impressive. What he was saying, too, is, and you can see it from all the highlight packs, I mentioned he shoots from distance, but he also has no problem going to the net, and he's going to score a lot of dirty area goals. And just imagine him on the other side with a guy like Brady Kachuk or a guy who, who also goes to the net, and you're just jamming away, and you look at where NHL goals are scored from, and everything's in that home plate area and even closer to the crease. So I think that he would be a great addition to the Senators and you know they've had their history with Swedish right wingers as well so it'd be uh it'd be a welcome addition I think to the club absolutely I think uh put him on a line with a guy like Brady Kachuk and I think it would ramp up his physical play too I mean Brady's a guy if you're on his line you better be playing up to Brady's level otherwise it's going to be obvious that he's doing all the work because Brady plays at all aspects of the game. So I think for Gundler, he just needs some line mates that are going to play aggressively to promote him to play aggressively. So he's not fading in and out of the play like uh, some of the knocks are on him, but also guys who can get him the puck. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys where, you know, it's it's like a Kessel or uh, Joe Sackick when he played. You know, if he has the puck on a stick and has some space, that wrist shot is lethal. You can get an easy goal just from a rush, and he decides to put the puck on net. So, yeah, Gundler is a guy I'm really excited about, and I think whoever drafts him, they're they're going to be pleased with him uh, in years to come. 19th on the Send Central draft rankings, but it's the top three that the lottery will decide. So now I'm excited to revive hashtag tank watch. We will be going to tankathon.com if you haven't listened before we would always do one spin each so, yeah, so all our work is uh, worth it so as we have it now though and this is a sobering reminder that the most spins we've had fifth sixth and seventh which also shows mentioning earlier about how all the teams have kind of jumped up and ottawa's odds have gotten better and better so seventh isn't even an option anymore and it was the third one third most that we did um so it's, yeah, I think without further ado, Pilsy, do you want to give it the first spin? I've got it pulled up if you're not ready. Yeah, I've got it here too. I was just looking at the odds. Uh, I think statistically what's most likely to happen is the sense to pick fourth and fifth with 33.3% of their pick, pick being fourth and then 37% of the Sharks pick being fifth. So third or fourth and fifth, that is, is probably the most likely uh, scenario for the Senators heading forward and i mean that's not bad that's not bad at all so i've got it uh pulled up here do you want me to spin or you spin it yeah first? go go first let's do it all right so this isn't bad we've got detroit picking first and then ottawa with san jose's pick uh picking second buffalo picking third and then ottawa with their own pick picking fourth so second and fourth you can chalk that up to byfield and depending what way you want to go with uh, that fourth overall pick, you can either get one of those Swedish guys we were talking about or go crazy and go for a defenseman if you if that's what they're going to do. So that's definitely an interesting position, second and fourth. Okay. All right. Now I'm giving mine a spin. While it's spinning, I'll say I'd be extremely happy with second and fourth. All right. Here we go. Pretty much what we both agreed on, but a little bit better. Ottawa moves up one spot with their own pick to get first in the draft arizona second which means they get to keep their pick because it's top three protected. that's the taylor hall fairy dust uh working there yeah and then no stranger to the draft lottery buffalo picking third for me as well san jose's pick moving down two spots so first and fifth first 
and fifth. So fifth has just hit 20 spins. It's definitely the most common. So tune in for when we do number five on uh, on our Send Central yeah, Draft. That'll be the big one. Week. That's going to be the biggest one. But, you, of course, you can always go to tankathon backslash NHL if you want to give the lottery a spin. Otherwise, we'll be doing it again on Friday with Parley in tow. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.